Hey, 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 a nighttime podcast, Arizona Lightning Edition. We've got a storm coming in the next two hours, and the wind's picking up. It's still 100 degrees out here at uh, 8 o'clock, 8.40. It's almost 9 o'clock at night, and uh, the storm's coming in, and Bud's been barking. There has been some visitors to the door or something, but... He's just kind of riled up. I don't know how he's going to deal with this lightning. And he's usually okay with it. So the storms looks like it's to the south, um, east of us, heading this way, perhaps. And uh, your podcast host just did some skinny dipping. I, sometimes I do that if I'm going to walk, bud, and I want to cool off. I just, I mean, I got, I can put a swimsuit on, but. Nobody really can see in my backyard if they're, and I only go in for like a minute, cool off, soak myself, so that this hundred degree walk is comfortable, right? So, is that TMI? I don't think so. Not for this. This podcast doesn't have to TMI, does it? I don't know. But it does remind me of Germany and their. Just the whole experience of <laughs> nakedness in Germany is pretty weird. So I guess I'll, I'll build up. This, these are a couple of stories. And they'll be build up from mild mild <laughs> to hot or something. I don't know. They'll build, build up mild to, you know, the, the maximum or something. So first is outside Munich. Uh, the first few weeks of living there. Staying in a hotel. Going out for a run outside this lake and I'm like is that what I think it is and sure enough this really heavy lady is like stripping on the side of this lake just taking her clothes off she's naked and she's gonna go for a swim I'm like that is nutty right so I mean it's just like did, is that did I just see that <laughs> and I did see that so come on bud and uh, so then we were up in Berlin. We they had the Schnupper tour, they called it. Schnupper tour, which was like to look around. So the, the company was building a new office complex outside Berlin. So all the employees had to move to Berlin, or most of them, especially from Munich and from Bristol, England. So we did these Schnupper tours, which was, you know, fly in, meet a real estate agent, and try to find an apartment really pretty cool thing and they put us up in this hotel like 30 of us or so getting a tour of Berlin it was just fun for the weekend and um, what else Um, I think my real estate agent was probably a prostitute I don't know that's terrible to say but it's 25 years from now but I'm like I don't know how much these real estate agents she didn't seem like a typical real estate agent. I don't know. Maybe they just brought through a bunch of people in to say, here, take these people around to different apartments because there's a lot of them. Anyway, so that's a side story. So we're in Berlin, and I'm in the hotel, and I'm like, well, let me go down and, you know, go for a swim in the pool or something. And um, I'm like, oh, they got a sauna. Cool. So I'm in, I'm in the sauna at the Schweitzerhof. Schweitzerhof, which is like black 
Holf is usually a barn or something, but probably some dude's name that owned a hotel. So Schweizerhof, kind of a fancy hotel in Berlin. So I'm in my swim trunks, and then I go in the sauna, and I'm sitting there, and it's, it's a sauna, you know, typical sauna. And uh, a woman walks in and takes off her towel, and she's, like, naked again. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and, and I was literally like, oh, shit, I'm embarrassed. You know, I'm like, I'm the American dude, and I'm like, she's just, like, naked, doesn't have a swimsuit on, and I'm like, well... What am I supposed to do? I feel like embarrassed. I'm like, am I supposed to take off my swimsuit or something? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to take off my swimsuit. <laughs> it's just, it's just nutty. So then, so that was Berlin. And then the, it just, they had, they call it FKK, FKK, which is like Fry Kurper Kultur, which is, Couture, you know. So it's the the free body culture. So Bud Bud has that. We're walking Bud. He's a he's an FKK dog. He's just letting it all hang out. <laughs> so then, and um, so that was the five years in Germany. So I, my my friend Jens lives in Rangsdorf or Rangsdorf which is, he's a funny guy because he's uh, from, like, Frankfurt area. He's a, he's a West Berlin, a Wessie, a Vessie. And then there's Ossies and Vessies, the East and West. So Jens and Yuta, 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 uh, with Philip and Paul, some good um, apostles' names, <laughs> right? And uh, Jens... Yance's sister, this is a little side story, she met an uh, American Air Force pilot and they got married. So his sister's been living in the U.S. for 30 years or so. So he, he always gets kind of pissed because his sister brags about how great America is. <laughs> I just love this shit. <laughs> so good old Yance. So... Um, this is this is the value of the podcast, I think, is just having a laugh along with these stories. And they're true stories. I know some people might think they're bullshit, but I just can't make this stuff up. I, I, this stuff, I can't make up. So Rongsdorf is where a uh, little town about, oh, probably about 10 miles outside of Berlin. And in Germany things pretty much drop off. I mean, when you get out of a city, I mean, it goes countryside pretty quick. It's not like sprawling suburbs like U.S. of A. They have, they have some pretty tight property and restrictions and things over there. So it, it drops off into the country. So Rongsdorf has a little lake. It actually has an airport that turned out, I didn't realize it, but that's the airport that old Klaus Schenk von Stauffenberg he flew back from the Wolfschanze and uh, landed in Rongsdorf. So pretty cool. And when I learned that, I thought, man, this is cool, man, Rongsdorf. And uh, there's actually an airplane factory there during World War II, a little Bucco plane, which I think was a piece of crap and didn't do much damage. But it was probably like a training plane or something for the Germans. But anyways, that was in there, Rangsdorf. 
And um, during the Cold War, the Russians were hanging out there, kind of took over the airport. In fact, the first few months, I think the Russians were still um, occupying their areas. And if you remember the Harold Shebold story about um, Clinton coming over there in like 94 or so and having a ceremony, the, the Russians were still in place. So anyways, I remember driving up to the airport and getting kind of some snarly looks for some Russians. Isn't that amazing? That's fun, hanging out with those Russians over there. Maybe I was colluding with them before. <laughs> I was probably colluding with the Russians. There you go. Your podcast host was colluding with the Russians in Rongsdorf. So the Klaus, the story goes, he, he lets off the bomb and, he, and I get a, to me, I just imagine this. It's like the bomb goes off and he's, he's hightailing it back to Berlin. And it's not just like, oh, I'll just drive to Berlin. It's, he's like 300 miles away. So he's like leaving the compound. And he's like, hey, I got a plane waiting for me. I got to go. And the guards just kind of let him leave. I mean, that, that right there is kind of funny. You'd think they'd be like shut down, like nobody's leaving until we find out what's going on. But he gets out. He gets on the plane, flies to Rangstorf. Apparently, he lands at the airport and he calls downtown Berlin, which is like a 30-minute drive. And he uh, he says, "Hey guys, you got the, you got everything rolling, man." And and apparently the guys were kind of hesitant. So old Klaus was kind of pissed off because he he just flew like two hours. The bomb went off two hours before, lands in Rangsdorf, and the guys still haven't like really kicked it in high gear. So he drives down and starts, you know, yelling at people to get things going and do what they're supposed to do. But unfortunately, Adolf wasn't killed. So side story about Rangsdorf. Jens has been living there and uh, uh, built a house. So he, he built a house in Rangsdorf. He's a, he's a Vesey, West German, and he, he totally bought in and was committed to, to East Germany. And uh, yeah, he built a beautiful new house. Probably vintage 1994 or 95, 96. And uh, so yeah, that's good. And Utah and the boys. And uh, Jens is now Tilesite. Tilesite, which is part-time, literal translation. And uh, so that's good. And he's, he's doing that, Jens. And uh, he was, I can remember like 96, 97, they all loved Clinton. And he was, this is, the internet wasn't really going very well, but he would find some crap from this organization. What was it called? I forgot, it's the George Soros crap. Um, I forgot what it was called. It was just some goofy name. I think the organization's still around, but it has less significance. Good old George Soros, a Jew turning in Jews in Hungary. That's that's like I can't believe that story isn't like like just unbelievably broadcasted. This is a 12-year-old, 15-year-old Jew living in Hungary, telling Nazis where other Jews are living, and and that guy's become like one of the wealthiest persons and biggest assholes, and to the British even. I mean, he like screwed around with the British pound. And 
what the fuck? It's a guy driving like 50 miles an hour down this 25 mile an hour street. So I tried to freak him out by running out in the road because that's what I do. But anyways, he totally didn't see me or something. Crazy, man. Anyways, there's, there's some kind of fireworks or something going on out there. Maybe that's what he was trying to look for. Fireworks. It's July 28th. I don't know why there'd be all kinds of fireworks. But there's something going on. I can see some glows. Is that, does that bother you, bud? Anyway, so um, Jens builds a house, Rangsdorf, and uh, his neighbor also um, are from the company, right? So you got to imagine this um, Western German company, high tech, the ultimate in high tech as far as I'm concerned. Corporate jet engines, the, the biggest, most expensive corporate jet engines in the world are made in this brand new factory in the former East Germany. Sounds like a crazy story, right? I lived it, so <laughs> just <laughs> so Jens is hanging out there. It's a great story. It's crazy. So uh, the engines are made and uh, I think they must have made what did I say? I think I calculated once. 800 plus 1,200, 2,000, about 4,000 engines have been made in the last 25 years. So it's like 2,000 jets, corporate jets, at like 50 million a piece at least. It's a huge number of jets, a lot of bucks, big bucks, baby. And uh, yeah, so the people that own those, flying those, they got some serious, serious cash. So Jens's friend at the company also built a house out there, and he built a sauna. So look at this. This this whole story has been going on, building up to Jens's sauna. So let's see. Was it 2015? I think it was. Or no, it was 2000. No, this one was 2000 and like three. Yeah, yeah. 2003. And I, I, I'm working uh, at this company and going back to um, on a trip to Germany. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get an extra day and hang out in Berlin, as you do. And uh, so Jens takes me to the Nazi Schwimmbad on Finkenstein, L.A., which I think I talked about. And uh, we, were, we were wearing swim trunks there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then uh, stayed overnight at his house out there and then he's like hey we you know you want to go on a sauna we go to our neighbor's sauna like on Thursday nights or something so I'm like okay he's like well we we go naked you know so <laughs> so I'm like so now I'm thinking this is weird you know but hey I'm in Berlin I'm in Rangsdorf I'm going to give this a shot, whatever it is. And so we go in the sauna and, and uh, in the backyard. And it's just weird. You know, you're sitting around with other people's, their husband and wife naked in the sauna. It's just the weirdest thing to me, you know. So 
there you go. I told you it would build up. It went from naked lady by the lake to the sauna in Berlin to the sauna in Rangsdorf. And uh, so there you go. The naked thing. So there's lightning and there's fireworks for some reason. And uh, it's dark. Hi. Do you know what the occasion is out there? No. I have no idea. We, we heard it, but we couldn't see what it is. Yeah. I see occasionally some fireworks above the horizon, but... Uh, it sounds like somebody's banging a drum or something. No, it, there, it, there's some fireworks way out there, but I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Have a good night. So, um, yeah, the podcast, 98, some degrees, maybe 100. Storm coming in, it's going to rain tonight. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. And I'm working out, so I'm like, I'm going to get up early tomorrow and I'm going to try to run. My knee's a bit shaky, I've been trying to rehab this knee thing. I think it's working pretty good. But um, yeah, what else? Just before I came out, um, for the last probably two years, my wife likes to watch Hallmark Channel, which probably podcast listeners. It's a, it's a, it's definitely like chick flicky thing, right? And I usually avoid it or don't like it. But anyways, tonight was Love on Safari. And so they do have a load of commercials. So we do DVR the thing. It's picking up, so hopefully the the audio is still okay. But uh, yeah, so we DVR the um, Love on Safari. It's really pretty good. South Africa, some good scenery, giraffes, elephants, um, lions. Just nature, right? Nature. And a little love story, a little love angle. And uh, for whatever reason, the story uh, is the woman, there's a woman in Chicago. So you get to start out in Chicago, seeing the skyline and all that wonderful Chicago stuff. That's kind of my home area. <laughs> and she's a web web designer in Chicago and has a boyfriend in Chicago and coincidentally I couldn't believe it they were supposed to go to Scottsdale and then but her uncle died in Africa who had an African preserve and so she's like well the lawyer called and said well you need to come and listen to the reading of the will and of course you can figure out that she's going to be left given the whole African preserve, which is a beautiful thing, and then the story gets complicated because the guy from, the boyfriend from Chicago doesn't get it, doesn't like it, but he does surprise her and comes out to visit, but he doesn't chill and get into the safari thing, and so they have a little break up, and of course she falls in love with the local hunk that's uh, just so into nature, and he's just a good dude, so... 
that's kind of how those Hallmark stories go. Two hours of a Hallmark story with DVR, maybe an hour and 10 minutes, you know, hour and 20. Formula stories, maybe. It was pretty good, though. It wasn't too bad because the... It wasn't, it was more, it was actually kind of nice because it was about saving the preserve, you know, it wasn't so much about just purely love, love story stuff, but yeah, so your podcast, one of the few times I actually watched one of those buggers, I don't know why, I would, maybe it was just the African safari that was attracted to me and thought, oh, this looks interesting, at least I can look at zebras and lions. <laughs> So, so this is a a Saturday night podcast, kind of crazy. And yeah, so I think I can just talk, you know, I don't know. I'm just, it's weird. I can just go on. And usually if I'm in a group of people, I usually get one or two stories in, but I don't, I just, you don't want to dominate. Like if we're sitting around, there's six people, you want to do your stories really quick. You know, you want to. Do like a max, like a minute, 90 second story, tell something funny. Could be any one of these that I've been talking about, but I'm usually dra- drag them out. On the podcast, there's no hurry, right? There's no one to offend or make uncomfortable. Because I, I usually I'm trying to be sensitive to people and look and see what their body language is telling me. Like, hey, shut up. <laughs> you know, no enough i heard enough of this bullshit and uh which is which is one of my another good story i'll give the bullshit story here it is so the bullshit story is nigel lambert english guy looks a little bit like hugh grant with more black hair so i'm i usually don't like telling stories over oh you know multiple times because I've heard people tell the story and and it's like, let's say it's a two or three minute story or something. And it's like, dude, I heard it already. So don't tell me. So I really, I try to think and go like, have I told this story to you before? But on the podcast, I can't, I don't know. I mean, how am I going to know if I told you this story before or not? So here it is. So I think we were at a Mexican restaurant in Berlin and Nigel Lambert, who's just a look, think of a good-looking English guy, kind of like, um, what's that actor did I say? I think I said his name. Hugh Grant. Yeah, Hugh Grant with black hair. So just good-looking English guy. So he he was just a helper, right? So he wasn't he wasn't like fully bought in. He was kind of like temporary loan helper dude that lived in Bristol, England, and he was just going along for the ride, but he wasn't fully committed like other English guys that actually moved to Berlin, moved to Germany. So he would just fly in and uh, look around, and he never really was totally into it. So he was probably still thinking about his relatives that got killed or maimed or injured or killed other Germans in World War II. So he probably wasn't like, like, uh, fully acclimated to the environment so now you got to imagine so he shows up we're going out for dinner probably a few Americans mostly Brits and then Nigel is there and we're chatting away drinking the German beers and 
I probably was telling some stories. But again, I honestly, I do kind of hold back if I don't try to dominate the whole damn thing. But, you know, if I get my, I get my opportunity, I get my shot in there, tell a story. So um, after the dinner, I just, it just floored me because Nigel says at the end, he's like, I never heard so much boo shit in all my life. And, and, and it just, they just like threw me off. It's like, what is he talking about, man? What is, what is Nigel talking about? Because I don't make up stories. I mean, I tell them as I see them. I tell them, they're all fact-based stories, but I just tell them in a, in a way that I think is humorous or what I observe something. And so I tell the story the way I observe it. And I observe things from a point of view of, is this funny? Is this odd? Is this not the most crazy situation you've ever seen before? So, yeah, I mean, I guess it's slanted that way. It's slanted for entertainment, for humor. So, so it just like confused me when Nigel goes, I never heard so much bullshit in all my life. And, and I'm like, dang what the hell happened well you know what's wrong with this guy does he does he like have no sense of humor or something and then of course i have the problem as an american sort of taking things literally like you know he you know this i'm there's it's perfectly conceivable that bullshit to an english guy is different than bullshit to an american but to me if you say bullshit it's like you're telling lies so that's how I, how I received it. And I was kind of pissed about it. So I was like, that guy went down in my, my opinion as, a, as someone, you know, worthwhile, like developing any kind of lasting relationship with. I wasn't angry with him or anything. I'm just like, dude, you just, you don't like to have fun or something. I don't know. So the rest of that story is, um, this must have been 2015, so 20, yeah, probably 20 years later. 20 years later, I'm up in Vancouver, Canada, and <laughs> with, with uh, Klaus Eisenschmidt, good old German name, isn't it? Klaus with a, with a C, C-L-A. U.S. Like we would say, Santa there just thought of it. Santa Claus, Santa Claus, except for Santa Claus, Santa Claus. So Klaus Eisenschmidt, which is like Iron Schmidt, which is like a blacksmith, you know, beat on hot steel. So he's a Bavarian as well. But he, he's a fun-loving German. There's not that many, many of them. But he ends up in Bristol, England, and he meets an English woman named Wendy. So love story. I'm sure that, that somebody can write. They need to write their love story. The Wendy and Klaus love story. So they, they're married, and Klaus goes off with Rolls-Royce to England for a while. Then he finds himself in Montreal, and then he starts jumping to other Canadian aircraft engine companies like um, Vector Aerospace. So that was 
yeah, Vector Aerospace was an engine maintainer guy, but then he left there and then he went to Heli One. Heli One is when I talked to him. Now he's with Standard Arrow. But uh, he's up in Winnipeg of all places. I'm like, dude, you get, he's like, I'm stuck. I got a European work permit. I can work in Canada, but I can't come south of the border. So Klausi can't get into the U.S. But with Wendy and Klaus, they can work in Canada. So he's hanging out in Winnipeg now. Vancouver, I think, is much nicer. But anyways, Winnipeg. Check that baby out. Look at the temperature in Winnipeg in uh, January. You're going to see some minus 15s freezing up there. It's crazy, and it's probably dark all the time, too. So, yeah, I have a feeling those people are kind of nutty up in Winnipeg. But anyway, um, Klaus, back to Nigel Lambert. So the rest of the story is... I tell, I kind of tell that story about the bullshit from Nigel Lambert just because I, I get a kick out of it myself. I think it's really funny. And um, so basically I tell, tell that to Klaus and then Klaus is like, well, you know, I ha- he has his own Nigel Lambert story. And I'm like, oh, you do, do you? <laughs> so Klaus is, uh, proceeds to tell me that... Um, Wendy, his wife, Klaus and Wendy, went on like a romantic weekend getaway to Cornwall. And Cornwall is like the western part of the UK. And I guess it's really quaint and little cottages and little um, bed and breakfasts. The bed and breakfasts out there have some English Earl Grey tea for breakfast. And uh, maybe, would you like an English breakfast, sir? (laughs) And an English breakfast is like eggs and sausage. Would you like an English breakfast, sir? Uh, Yeah, that was uh, pretty classic, hearing that a few times. (laughs) So Klaus is out in Cornwall with Wendy, and they're in one of these bed and breakfast places. And who would you guess would be having breakfast or eating dinner or one of those, some meal in the hotel restaurant? But none other than Nigel Lambert. So, you know, Klaus and uh, Wendy were there. Klaus probably saw him first. Hey, there's Nigel. Ni- hey, Ni- there's Nigel sitting over there. And... Uh, Wendy looks up and says, oh yeah, it's Nigel, but who's that woman with, with Nigel? <laughs> so it turns out old Nigel was trying to hide from him because he was hanging out with some other woman. Good old Nigel. So now you know the rest of the story. And now you know who's really full of bullshit. <laughs> It's none other than Nigel. He's the one that's... I've never seen so much bullshit in all my life, Nigel. How do you like that? I'm broadcasting it to the world, man. It's on the podcast, Nigel. Yeah, you never thought Buddy would 
Buddy's owner would be sharing these uh, on a walk in Arizona, would be sharing these funny stories about you, Nige. <laughs> so there you go. Nige's personal story, history from 20 years ago. I'm sure everything's fine now, and, and uh, Nigel's life is wonderful. And who knows how that all worked out, you know? I love the guy. I love Nigel. There's no judgment on the, on the podcast, right, Bud? We don't judge anybody, do we, Bud? Nah. Bud, Bud doesn't judge anybody. He might pee on their bushes, but he's not judging, <laughs> judging them. And I don't know. For some reason, I'm having really fun tonight on this podcast, and I haven't had anything to drink. No, this is not a intoxicated podcast. It's just, it's just a joyful, fun, a bit warm podcast. Probably because I worked out and did some lifting, and I think I'm starting after four weeks, starting to get a little stronger. So that's a good thing. But it's a, I'm gonna keep doing it. So yeah, I highly recommend all podcast listeners to somehow get into some regular exercise. It just feels good, you know, build some lean muscle and burn off some calories, burn off some steam, you know, push, feel a little pain in those muscles and then that's it. That's maybe what life is. Life's a little bit of short-term pain. So go give yourself some when you choose to do it don't let don't let life come hit you and give you pain you go give yourself some pain in a controlled and good way of course and uh yeah we got a couple minutes left in the podcast heading up the hill saturday night did the dishes that's all put away i had a watermelon instead of klondike bar And Klondike bars, two for five bucks for a (laughs) six-pack. Yeah, the teenagers is loving the Klondikes. But I kind of got off the Klondikes back in May, May, June. So, yeah, ice cream, chocolate, mm, good combination. But, yeah, so I went watermelon, which is another reason I feel good. Was it willpower or discipline or... Just making good choices. It's in your. It's in the head. It's all in the head. And uh, there's no magic formula. I don't have any recommendations on how to do that, but it's just some point in your life you'll get there. You know, you'll just start choosing to eat watermelon instead of Klondike bars. <laughs> and for those listeners, if there are any in outside the marketing world of the U.S. of A., the leading marketers, Klondike bars. Klondike, I think, is an Alaskan thing, so that's why it's related to ice cream and the Klondike. And then you got the polar bear, so it's all associated with cold things. And uh, it's basically a square block of ice cream surrounded in chocolate, and it's easy to eat. There's no stick or anything either. It's just a, it just comes in a aluminum r- wrapper, and it's just kind of fun to eat. Now, even after saying all that, I still have the willpower 
not to go in the freezer and grab one. See that? Isn't that amazing? That is just flat out amazing not to eat a Klondike bar. So, that, I enjoyed that podcast. I don't know about you, but probably the key thing is if I'm enjoying it, you're probably enjoying it. And Bud doesn't want to get his feet washed, do you, Bud? We're going to get your feet washed. Because I just washed Bud today, and he's all clean. It's really good, Bud. So let me let me stop the podcast, and then we will take care of that. So everybody, have a wonderful evening, and whatever you're doing, whatever moment it is in, you, this is your moment. You just listen to 36 minutes of a crazy podcast, but enjoy, have a great day, have a great moment. Amen.